it's not like Sparkle. Yeah. Where Sparkle's like, we know that's not your name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Skip, it's like, I can believe could, your could name. Be, yes. Your name could be Skip. People yeah. name their kid Skip. Or he that's just a nickname he got. You know, his name's, you know, right. Stefan. Right. <laughs> Stefan Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, if you put any name before Collector, like Robert Collector, it yeah. still sounds like fucking A, like yeah. Robert Collector, John Collector. It's like. Because it, it also sounds like a terrible, like, Denzel movie. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, Morgan Freeman, where it's like, you need to find John Collector. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, you know. Totally. Like, I was thinking, the, yeah, exactly. Totally. When I was working at the Warner Brothers studio store, we had an employee who wanted to be an actor. And of course, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. His name was Ben Good. How are you not? And <laughs> Because it just seemed like, it's like, it's been a good day. <laughs> exactly. Ben Good. It just seemed like so poster esque you know it's not a good day when ben's around it's right. like oh okay you know someone trying to play on yeah, the words yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff you know that whole uh, was it uh it takes a little heart and a big johnson right 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 that was genius it was, that was, it was the best like it's like they they win yeah it's like central intelligence like someone just in that pitch meeting gotta like, go for it yeah. oh little heart big john oh! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was given you know 200 dollars exactly. bottle of shotgun tequila <laughs> exactly <laughs> here's your pay all right um this is post-apocalyptic this is rob this is john i'll i mean since we haven't talked post in a while uh yeah john's currently working or working on getting another job while working on his own stuff yeah exactly um I, I'm I'm not in the post world officially, but I semi retired. <laughs> semi retired. I'm trying to like, uh, you know, I guess I work in post first, if that means anything. I yeah. just sort of like try to figure out what it would take to post something, and then work to the production aspect from there. Mm-hmm. Especially since what I do involves effects or something that's sort of technically challenging. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I like to do that. It should be I, I would rather it be me wanting to uh, do two actors in a room yeah. two actors walking down the street talking you know it's something you can shoot today and edit and post tomorrow yeah I guess it's not what moves me but now I'm trying to learn uh, 3D modeling so that's yeah. what I've been doing my time well off. I think that's what it is is like your ideas always start off it's like you know what I'm just gonna get two actors but wouldn't it be great if they weren't really there sort of like Avatar yeah now what would 3D modeling do? yeah <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like what happened to that thing over there oh it's still there I've just progressed it. right exactly <laughs> exactly and as I'm learning it it's just like it's cool and like I, I love it yeah you know, and I'm thinking, man, if I were 24 okay. and learning this, I may go into it. Yeah. But now it's like, come on, you know, but now I'm just learning it just enough to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, but it's, you know, the 3D program is just very dense yeah. and technical and awesome, but there's just so much. And then I sort of, my analytic mind sort of goes into the program. Because I'm using Blender, which is a free 3D oh, yeah. program, in it, but it's, I mean, it's amazing. You know, because 3D developers um, made it and, and, and regularly update it, you know, it's got all the 3D stuff. So, you know, like, say for a program like that, I would never, I'm so daunted by, I would never try it. But Maya, mm-hmm. you know, it's like people are like, I, I've been using Maya for 15 years yeah. and I don't know half of it, you know? Yeah. So it's like someone, all these guys had to contribute to, the program and then you look at this stuff and you look at all the the different options and features of it and it's like what is that what is, like everything is like 
what does that mean? Yeah. You know, extrude this, you know, move this to the, you're dealing with, I'm dealing with axes, like X, Y, Z yeah. axis and vertices and faces and edges. And you want to do this. You want to go in this mode, in that mode and scope mode. I mean, there's so many things you can yeah. do. Um, so it's fun to look at different projects that have been made. And this sort of was started by talking to my VFX uh, producer mm-hmm. on my last sh- uh, pilot. Okay. And so he recommended that, you know, I use Blender um, to start learning. And you know, he showed me some of his work. And some of the stuff is just like, is this a photo? Or yeah. and it's like, no, I made it. Just made it in, you know, just programs, nah. 3D program. Really? I mean, I, I can't even believe it. And so I look online and see the stuff that's being done, and it's crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, with the whole, uh, you know, Pixar and yeah. who uses their own 3D program that they made themselves, but it's like you see what can be done. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, knowing what I know about, like, 3D now, you know, as a post guy, when, you know, the VFX company comes back to, oh, we can't do that. Oh, we can't do that. And I was like, I don't have the time, but I can do that. Yeah. You know, I know that can be done. Um, it's still amazing what these guys do and the time that they that you give them. Yeah. You know, with these crazy uh, TV schedules, there's so much that can be done with this stuff. And yes, it's time. Like anything, you know, the more time you give it, the more detail you give it, the better it will be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're working against that. And you're working against like a bunch of different shots and a, a, just a core group of people just working on all these shots. You can only give so much time to them. But um, as anything, it's all about the quality of the artist that you have. Yeah. Um, and so just looking at this program, just kind of learning it, like it's, like I said, it's fun, but it's just like, there's so many things where I go, what is that? You know, yeah. remove doubles. Oh, okay. Then if you marry two edges together, you have to realize that they're just married edges. Like they're not, it's not one edge now. So mm-hmm. there's double edges. So what you do is if you move doubles, then now it's one edge. And it has to get to that place before you can do this. And this is oh not really God. this until you go into this mode and then you make that real. But that won't be real in this mode. So you have to. Re- and it's just like. <sighs> you all of a sudden you call up all your old VFX <clears throat> houses. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, it wasn't me. It was the studio. But I apologize. Exactly. <laughs> it's just it's it's a, it's and it's just amazing how anything gets done. Like for me to to get something done obviously i'm a novice mm-hmm. is takes a while yeah it still takes a while for like good artists to to do stuff to do like a um a frame mm-hmm. or whatever or a design concept but like to do a whole feature film yeah i know why that they're not that i didn't before but they're like an army of just artists working all the time for years on these things yeah. and it's just like and that's fast because you know it's 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 crazy what you have to do and like time like it's fun but like time just keeps ticking yeah you know and so i'm sitting there for like i put like a full eight hours on this thing yeah. and it's like wow you know i've gotten something that i'm happy with i'm going through this like tutorial thing that i got but it's still like wow, i'm just not even like a third of the way yeah. through this thing and you know it's been eight hours so i can imagine for us as post guys to like hey can you have these when can we have these new uh new batches of shots and rendering and all that and they go well when you have it in three days three days well come on i need it now and you're like it takes time yeah. it takes a lot of time and these guys are working you know around the clock often so 
Yeah, I'm always fascinated. <coughs> like, um, like I, you know, you pop into the VFX house, and then all of a sudden you just see like 20 people, mm-hmm. just and working on like the dumbest shows. Right. And you're sitting there going, "They do stuff here." Yeah, we have to do this. And yeah. This. And you're looking at it going, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Like, and once again, it, it's still artistry, but they're just like rotating, moving stuff. I'm like, good for them. Yeah. But I think how lucky, I mean, you can be now by learning Blender. But the, just the fact that you have these tutorials, because like when I first started editing lightly with Adobe Premiere, my friend had it, so I watched him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have the YouTube. You could look things up, and people would have stills. So I remember like when I was editing, it's like, I know there's got to be a way to do this. So Adobe Premiere, how to do this, mm-hmm. and then you'd see someone, and they would just write <coughs> it. Up, Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Open the tool menu. All right, I can do that. Go back to the next page. Open that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there, and it was so arbitrary. Now you could just go to YouTube going, how do I do this thing? Yeah. Got it. And now I'm just like, how did I even... I, I was surprised I even had the patience for it. But Adobe Premiere was pretty user-friendly at the time. Yeah. And like you said, I, I felt the same way. It's like, I'm sure there's a 100 things that can make it easier that I just don't know about. Yeah. Like, I know how to do it my way. And I'm sure there's like... Because my, my friend who who learned all the quick keys. No, just, you know, control this, this, and this, and this will move that. I'm like, I can't, I'm not, I won't. Like, yeah. I'm just so like mouse and keyboard where I wasn't, like I obviously control S, I always want to save, Sure. always save. Then they put in auto save eventually. I was like, thank God. I know. It's great that you can. That's probably how like a lot of these kids learn, like with you, I got Blender, put YouTube on the TV. Wait, how do I do that? Oh, yeah. And then you just sort of learn by, mimicking and then you figure it out yourself but that yeah. just seems insane yeah but like you said it's like you can just turn on youtube but with that you know you turn on youtube oh how do i do this and you get some 12 year old going oh so in blender what do you want to do i was like what are you 12 how do you know how to do this huh? my dad gave me an ipad at yeah. five oh. blowing your mind yeah. you know it's like wow um and that's the thing every time you go to the tutorial it's like what really you could do this five ten different ways but hey here's the way i do it and so with that, it's like with all these tools, there's not one way to do it. That's what makes it more yeah intimidating. Is that like you can do these things in five, ten, maybe more, uh, fifteen different ways. Yeah. And so learning the program is like, well, I'm gonna learn fifteen ways to do this. It's like yeah. And then it's like, oh, why don't you just tell me one way? Then I then I can Give go me the and quick do way, this. Yeah. And then I'll learn the process later. That's exactly. probably why, like, in the early days with, like, even the Photoshop and the Premiere and you would look online, it was probably tech people writing all of it. Open tools. Open this. Go to here. Slide this. And then there's some new guy if you go to YouTube now. No, no, no. Just double-click here. This thing will pop up and you're fine. Yeah. Uh, why am I just going the, the long Exactly. Path, you know? And I think what you're saying about the... Uh you're talking about a book right mm-hmm. yeah so i was looking online for i was looking for tutorials and for some reason i got to like amazon or something mm-hmm. and they had a book like a tutorial book and i was thinking about it and i sort of s- saw myself like with the book and the computer and go, okay control right let me t- I'm just looking at the page yeah. and look and i'm thinking yeah this is so much easier for me to go back to you know my browser i'll see him do it because now they have the thing where um probably in all these programs but on blender they have live keys you know mm-hmm. that that'll show what he's pressing to get to where he is so it'll be like control s it'll will show up so he's like i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna do this and you're not like oh what did you push to do that it's like and he doesn't have to tell you it tells you like what he's pressing yeah like those people that 
overdo their videos where they're even showing you yeah what to do with the mouse and you're like oh my god you yeah. spent so much then you're almost how'd you make this video right exactly <laughs> it's like did you do a <laughs> yeah so it's so it's great and it's like okay yeah yeah and so i'm like following along and i'm thinking if i went to a book and say okay this let me go and then you go on the computer like oh then let me go back to my book and maybe put it on a music stand or something and you go or a dictionary stand you go, okay now we'll do this and and it's like well, it's all in the computer. I just click, click, click. Yeah. I actually see somebody actually doing it, which is that with the, the same screen I have, and yeah. it's like, I mean, and sometimes it works <clears throat> both ways. You can read it like you might find the first thing. You're like, oh, sometimes it's about finding what the right word is. I yeah. need the shade, the y axis. What, what yeah. is that? Then you find it's like that's the term. Then you have to go search the term. Right. And you're like, ah, I get it, because everything has a term or a word associated with it. And totally. You're like, look, I just want to do this, and no, nothing's coming up. You're like, maybe I'm a moron. <laughs> I know. It's funny, because like, in the beginning, you know, you just you just want to go to the big stuff. You're like, oh, how did they make this? This guy had like a, a 747 that he mm -hmm. made that looked really good. I was like, how did he do that? So I just go into the tutorials, because I just like watch him do it. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to assume that you're probably mm, intermediate level. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, do this. So I'm going to make this, going to make this, going to make the fuselage. I'm going to do this, do this. And he's going like super fast. And like this, the keys are coming up on the screen. But it's like control S, D, 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 Y, W, W. And it was like, okay, this is not, I, I'm, I'm just watching at this point. It's like, and he's like, yeah, I'll just do this. Yeah, let me make this nose, this, yeah. Oh, and any windows. Okay. And then let's go into Photoshop and then we'll do maps and we'll do uh, bump maps. And then so what you do here is you draw lines, draw lines. Yeah. I think that's good. And then just import this back into Blender. Okay. And then now it's like there are divots in the plane and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, I, I, how did, wh what? I mean, I have Photoshop, <laughs> but I don't know. What did you do? You mean do? these programs can work <laughs> together? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, just extrude this object and then bring this in here and then that. And okay, this color is not right. Okay, let me go in here, 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 here. Okay, that's why it's not right. Okay, now it's right. And I'm like, I have no idea why, how that Yeah, you happened. go in there, it's like, oh, I want to build uh, the Death Star. You know, and you're like, yeah. well, this, uh, oh, how about this? Round object. Yeah. <laughs> how do I make a round how object? I get a round object. Yeah, it's, it, it's really amazing. But the most amazing thing for me has always been the first time I saw, you know, 3D animation. It's becoming about 3D now, but yeah. um, first time I saw 3D animation, I was like, "How does that happen?" You yeah. know, because I'm used to 2D animation. I even went to school and learned 2D animation. Mm -hmm. And when I was leaving, the and I was an animation student, but I did animation. But like animation students were starting to do like real legit 3D stuff, mm -hmm. and like the 3D movies that they made were great. They were really sort of like knowledgeable about it, and you see him working on the computer, and it's the same thing. Like, oh, I'll just go here, just go here, there, 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 there. Boom! I have yeah. a character. I understand. It's like you know, you do something long enough, and uh, you use it enough, you can, you know, you'll get better at it. Yeah. This has always been puzzling to me. Like the the three D. It's like how how do you do it, and how do you do it in that amount of time? Like. And motion capture and all that stuff then that sort of goes oh okay they figured out a way not to like have to animate in the 3d world the uh, every single you know move because yeah. you know you have the 3d character and once you have it you know you could spin it around each axis and all that mm -hmm. and manipulate it you know you have to rig it and all that but at the same time you have to pose things yeah. like 
remember that program poser i don't know if you remember oh, that oh yeah yeah that was one of the things i used but it was like you would just pose things and yeah like you could you could make a video but i i don't know if i got that far yeah. you know I've, I've never been like that in depth to it because if i got that way i thought oh, i should i should just be a 3d artist yeah why, why am i gonna learn all of this i'm now, now i'm just trying to learn enough to do what i needed to do mm-hmm. i had a feeling though if i get there i'm gonna want to go you know further i don't know yeah so that might be your next thing go work at weta the thing is i i could but like that's not really like i don't want to be a an art like i don't want to be a guy who's just working on somebody else's thing right. that that's the issue now just a, someone working on someone else's right um project that's not what i want to do i want to work on my own right. stuff right now post like gotta make money um you know it beats working you know it's a it's a really good job oh yeah you know a really good job um you know, anytime you tell somebody what you do, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's yeah. interesting. I don't care who it is. Yeah, they could be a you know neuroscientist, and they're yeah. like, wow, tell me about your job. Yeah. Um. So it's great, and it's still in the industry, and I still get to make the context I need to do what mm-hmm. I want to do for me. You know, I just want to work on you know my own stuff. So that's why I'm sort of like putting time into it to do that. Um, and you're also delaying that. I could go shoot that. But I should learn 3D modeling first. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think you and I were, uh, I'm not sure if you got one, but we're looking at cameras recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, if I'm going to shoot something, need a camera. I need, I need a camera. I don't have one that I am happy with. So <clears throat> I got to do that. Not equipped to do that yet. That's why you got to take the day job. You know, exactly. But but it's 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 one step. But But, you know, if you have a camera... I don't care. You can go out and shoot. Like, there's yeah. no excuse. Like, I mean, you if you have a phone, shoot. yeah. If you have a current phone within the last three years, yeah, you can technically. Well, actually, there was a what was it? The Tangerine. Yeah, it was shot on an iPhone. It was iPhone, and that was four years ago. So it was iPhone. Not even, yeah. Five or something like that. I mean, it was one that was like when the cameras were really good enough to obviously make a feature. But I mean, yeah, there is no excuse. It wasn't. Um, Logan Lucky shot on an iPhone. Was it? Did Soderbergh do that? I think that's all he's doing now. Oh no, uh, that wasn't. But that's all he wants to do. So that w- I was like, damn, this is iPhone. Because I was looking at the trailer. Because I read maybe you sent it to me, or we looked at the story about Soderbergh and the iPhone thing, and Logan Lucky was in there. So yeah. I was like, oh, is well, he shot a feature with an iPhone. If anybody can do it, like yeah, it's that thing of. Um you have to get to a certain point before you can start pulling weird bullshitty stuff. Right. You know, where it's all, shoot on an iPhone. Uh, no, you don't get Daniel Craig. But it's like, <laughs> you're Steven Soderbergh. It's like, hey, I got the crew. But imagine how awesome that would be. Daniel Craig comes up. All right, let's rehearse. Yeah, and, he's... and Soderbergh just pulls out his yeah. iPhone. <laughs> let's go. Oh, you're going to uh, record the rehearsal? No, we're going to shoot yeah. this thing. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> this is amazing like you and i because i just saw like the yeah. set where craig shows up he's like all right so <laughs> he pulls out the well, iphone i thought we were shooting on here today where is everyone what the because you know soderbergh pulls it out because he's also the dp yeah. so he's like, <laughs> out of his i like how he pulls it out of his <laughs> shirt pocket, shirt pocket. <laughs> he starts feeling Hold on, I got a message. <laughs> ha, that's hilarious. All right, action. <laughs> I want to see that movie of that big yeah. film. Fuck. He's just scrolling through yeah. Instagram. Are we recording? Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I'll have to look at. I'll have to look it up later. The the Soderbergh iPhone thing. I know that was his thing, and it's and it doesn't even have to be the iPhone. Like um, so many cameras now do the 4K or totally HD enough where you can just put it online. That's 90% of YouTube right now is just you know iPhones and. It was funny. You were talking about the youth of today, like we always do. I mean, I always feel like we're like 90 years old. Right, exactly. God damn. I came across this person via a link, and it just made me laugh. She has um, 63,000 subscribers on YouTube. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that – does that get you money yet on YouTube? I think after 10,000. Oh, okay. You get – I mean, not a lot, but you get money per per thousand or per 10,000. So it was one of those things that came across because, like, it was on Twitter, and so I was like, oh, help my friend out. And it was like a retweet from someone else. So I had no connection. It was like, oh, they're shooting videos. I was like, all right, what do you got? She's 26, of course. Yeah. Because uh, it starts off, hi, welcome yeah. to my channel. My name is, you know, Armana. I'm Spanish, 26-year-old girl. I'm like, and traveling around the world. Of course you are. I work 100 hours. Right, exactly. And I can't leave California. <laughs> right. She lives in Los Angeles now, and she's a fine arts graduate. She considers herself a modern hippie addicted to adrenaline and being outside my comfort zone i live in a gmc safari from 99 and you know like i saw it it pulls out has a little tent on it and wow. everything she goes every penny i save i travel the world so flip through some of her videos and yeah she posts they're actually really well done like mm-hmm. they're not just sloppy so she puts it together but the, the caveat is uh at the moment i live in los angeles where i work as a porn actress and director no way yeah <laughs> i was like wait like it was that thing of I see the subscriptions, I see your video, and I'm like, oh, so some random kid's just asking for money to travel the world. And I see all these review videos <clears> and, <throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. you know, videos in different countries. And I'm like, what? Like, kids today. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a director. But I was like, of course you are. Yeah. Just why not? Yeah. But it's just like that's sort of the, I mean, not the porn is give or take or whatever. But just the, the kids say, just embrace. Oh, I got an iPhone, YouTube. And then Soderbergh has to work on his whole career just to get to the point where he can, I'm going to shoot this on an iPhone. Yeah. And and then she's just like, no, I'm not going to travel the world because I want to. Oh, all right. Well. But you know there's more to the story. You know. Oh, of course. She just didn't come up out of nowhere. Right. You know. But it was just so funny. It was just like always always fascinated with the young people that have like these hundred thousand subscribers. And, you're, and that those could be the 12-year-old kids, uh, kids giving you Blender updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the... Well, he's really good at Blender. That's the thing, you know? So still thinking about your porn, give or take comment. The yeah. Insult. insult. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, you know. It's like, yeah, let's move on. Um, Yeah, sometimes you just gotta go, I gotta give it up, though. The kid's really good at it, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you just moved the, the whatever thingy here. Because the vocabulary hasn't even... Like, he's still... Like, he's super smart at this one thing. Yeah. But he's still... It's like he's still tw- yeah, he's still twelve, and it's like I'm trying to like listen to him, but like the thingy and the I don't know what you call it, but uh, all I know how to do it if you move this and if you press this and you go over here on the thing, and I, I'm like, I, like I, I can't do move it. the wheelie thing. Yeah, you don't even know, the, don't even know it's called the mouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, just get some more education, yeah. get some more words, yeah. and then we can describe things a little better, maybe. Yeah, and you're like your videos are gonna be top notch in about five years yeah exactly like, he's probably the kid too that like goes to small were there tvs when you were a kid there's been a tv since your grandmother was a kid <laughs> <laughs> right. well, yeah yeah 
there was a hilarious video of a mom gave her, I think it was an eight or nine year old, uh, a cassette. So yeah. This is how I used to listen to, well, I don't even know if she is, maybe she said her grandmother used to listen to it. Cause if you have a nine year old now, unless you're yeah, yeah, an yeah. older parent, you, I think you skipped cassettes. Right. And they're like, this is how I listen to music. And the kids were fascinated. They're like, how? Well, how do you think I would listen to it? So she just kept asking him questions. They held it up oh, to I their eyes. About this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they oh, really? held it up to look through the holes, <laughs> thinking that's how you did. Then one just picked it up and it's like, she goes, well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It does need batteries on some cases to use. Where'd the batteries go? go? Like and the... then they're like, well, there's a little hole. Do you put the headphone jack in it? Like, didn't realize that that's just one piece of music. It's not the thing where you listen to right. music. <laughs> but like, just the kids like, like staring at it was genius <laughs> and i get it it's like i was i probably did the same thing with yeah. whatever my parents got hey this is how we used to do things right but to see a kid just blown away with a cassette i was like i know i mean and the cassettes do seem vaguely old i mean they were getting sort of phased out yeah like well, records we were, were being phased out while we were growing up they were still around then it went to cassettes and it almost felt instantly went to dv or cd yeah cassettes were dying i remember like when i've like for a few years, like you'd get the cassettes and yeah. it'd be like that, and then once the CDs came in, which wasn't too was, far in, it was like that's the death of the cassette. It was yeah, like, why I think, would I get that? I think I had my first. Ange actually has it. I think I think we finally got rid of it. She had the portable, portable air quotes because the thing weighed about a hundred pounds, but it mm-hmm. was the size of a CD, and it just sat on the desk. But you can move it different things. It was so heavy, but I think she got hers in '89, wait, and wait, this was, uh, a, was a CD player. Oh yeah, yeah, the the portable one, but it was a it was yeah, it was probably a... the size of our little mixer. Oh, or maybe just a little smaller. But she goes, "Oh, this was my first CD player," and I picked it up. I was like, "It's a hundred pounds." That's crazy, um, yeah. Because I got my first CD player in '91, so that's pretty early. Like, I mean, that seems like for us to like the cassettes seem like such a short yeah. thing. But I think cassettes were around in the 70s, but felt like it was album dominated until about 85. Then it went cassettes and then straight to DVD or CDs. Yeah. I think that I mean, I know I know that was longer. Like, I know albums have been out longer. I know cassettes have been out because there was a track and all that stuff. But I felt like I remember going to the record store and it was all records. And then it became records, cassettes. And then all of a sudden it was CDs. Yeah. And the long boxes. Yeah, it's like the CDs, <clears throat> the cassettes. You know, it was a whole thing with the cassettes, though, because if if you rewound it a certain way, or if the heads got dirty or whatever, <laughs> like it would spool out, and then you take the pencil and then you yeah. do the thing, and you're like, oh. and then if you play it too many times, like there's a bleed through, and yeah. you know, and when a CD came out, it's like I don't have to deal with that anymore. Why am I going to use a cassette now? And you could skip. Yeah, and well, you listen to song eight. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm listening to song eight. Oh my god, I could put it on a loop. Yeah. What? And then you could do. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. This is space age now, and cassettes are just like, eh. It was great because they were portable. Yeah. That was it. It's like oh, I can listen in the car. I can give it to my friend. It didn't seem uh, album fragile. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because I on my CD player you could program the songs you wanted to listen to. And I used it once. Right, right, right. It just seemed like such a cool thing. It's like, I'm going to put this in. I only want to listen to 1, 8, and 11. But then if it was past 10, you had to hit a button and then a number. Right. So if like, you want to listen to song 13, you had to hit something and 3. And I was right. like, I'm never using this. <laughs> I'll just skip to 10 and then hit twice right. and go from there. All right, so I want to propose a question mm-hmm. now that we're talking like filmmaking and stuff. Let's go Tyler Perry. 
Okay. Goes, All right. CP, the one and only. Uh, John, I'm going to give you an option. I'm going to give you a career. You can be Tommy Wazoo. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. The guy that made the room. Or you can be Joel Paul Rizig. Okay. He's the one that I sent you. He makes all his films are Andy the Talking Hedgehog, Baby Bulldog, Arlo the Burping Pig, mm. Horse oh, yeah. Camp, Rodeo one. Girl, a dog. Basically anything with an animal, this he, dude's he, made a he's movie your guy. in it. He's your guy. And Dean Cain's in <laughs> eight of them. Like... So you have you have the option. You have a guy that works all the time. He's a writer, producer, and director. He doesn't write and direct all of them, but he either writes, produces, or directs. Most of them, he's had a career from 2008 uh, to present, nonstop working. He does a film, roughly a film a year, if not two. He's got, well, actually, he's a producer on six coming out this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of them he's directed, and I think four of them he's writing. So that's that's his thing. Do you take that career? You only have a choice. You can be the room guy. And Tommy Wiseau, if anyone doesn't know, he made one film, right? Yeah. Uh, the Room, which became sort of a cult, cult classic. Cult classic, yeah. It's sort of n- notorious for being the worst film ever made. So self-financed, self-financed. Uh, well, yeah, uh, ish. Supposedly, I mean, there's to me lore about it, but supposedly he sold, I think it's five million dollars worth of counterfeit jeans or something to fund it. Um, what a great story, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And it's being uh i don't know if it's being spoofed but like the making of it james franco's got a movie coming out i hear it's really good and they take it as seriously as they can it's Mm -hmm. like a true sort of biopic about the film yeah it's like franco and seth rogan and paul Shear. i hear it's they do a really good job because franco is in it like he is he made himself that i hear he's it's indistinguishable from yeah from the guy yeah for sure so which i can believe yeah, it's Franco. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things because they could have easily, with that group of people like Franco, Rogan, and all those people, made it a joke. Yeah, no, but totally. I, I feel like they, because I think this is something they all went and saw a dozen times. I think they, know? yeah, they have an, a certain affection and affinity for the for the work, you know, uh, not based on the merits of it, but yeah. based on, like, just the cult the magnitude of of, of of sort of what happened and, and how it got to be where it is you know i mean it's just it's one of those things where you know you don't know that what that phrase means until something like this happens when he's like oh it's so bad it's good yeah you know and it's like oh well because that's the thing it's when we moved out here i actually don't know when the, the room i'm going to bring it up so if we need any facts about the room of 2003 we had already, oh, okay. we had already been living out here for like six years or something but he always had that billboard up. Drove by the billboard for never knew what it was because it never. It never yeah, was, yeah, there was, you're it right. Was, it was you're like right. Sort of not pre-internet. I had internet, but it wasn't. That's what you were using the internet for. You weren't looking up all this stuff. So right. longest time, I always thought it had something to do with like Scientology. It was like because you just interesting. See this thing yeah, the room and you see his head. You have no idea. So it's like all right. It wasn't until like years later that was when people started going, "Oh my god, we did this midnight showing of this movie called The Room. It is horrible." We're going next week. So, like, there would be people that would go every week to go see a midnight showing of The Room. If it's so bad, why it's, do you keep it's, going it's to see true. it? It's true, and it was just, like, this whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God. So, some of my film school uh, friends were just talking about it and said, oh, you got to see it. It's so bad. I'm like, wait, what, that 
those two don't go yeah. together. He's like, yeah, it's, it's the worst movie ever, but it's great. And you go, oh, it's the worst movie ever, but it's great. He's like, yes, you just have to see just it. Just see it. Yeah. When I saw it, it was at work. Oh, okay. And Marshall and I were in an office, and our PA had a copy, and mm-hmm. we were down, as we are in post, and yeah. we're like, not doing anything for the next two hours. So it was like Marshall, me, PA, and then a couple other people just came in to watch it. And we well, just people watched. Like, oh, my God, it's yeah, on. Exactly. And we just watched it, and it was just, oh, hi, Mark. It was just yeah. the whole thing. It was like, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is oh this is painful i mean it's just hilarious and i could then i could see why you know people were like yeah it's the worst thing ever you gotta see it yeah i think i would rather be uh i don't remember the guy's name not tommy but the other guy uh joel paul Riesig. i may change my name no it's it's just he was also born in 84 too so young guy young guy you know Maybe ten years ago, I'd been like, "Dude, it's my name. I can't have you know." Even though I'm sure he's puts his all into it, and I don't know the guy, but I'm sure it's like it wasn't his dream to yeah. do these movies. But you're gonna work. Yeah, he's probably got a nice house somewhere. You know, got a nice sitting on some nice coin, maybe even a bitcoin. Yeah, and you know, stuff comes out. You're working with Dean Kane, who well, I know is a very nice guy very great actor amenable mm-hmm. you know and you have a life now that you're like you know what i'm gonna make uh arlo the pig yeah. or you know uh skip the parrot or whatever next and it's like sure like that's what i'm doing but in my life you know got a good life i'm set up i'm i'm directing yeah. you know i don't know if he's writing too no, he's, he's writes them okay he produces them and- i'm writing producing directing and i'm Doing what I want. I'm making movies. He's the Tyler Perry of sort of animal film. He's <laughs> that should be on the actual. <laughs> Tyler Perry presents From this guy. The Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally because Tommy, if you listen to him talk, like it's interviews, he's a sort of a delusional guy too. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not all there. One thing about this franco movie is i think that they sort of highlight the fact that he's always shrouded in secrecy and mm-hmm. there's like his story his origin story like i said there's lore to it yeah. like there's no facts about it. like who knows like nobody knows well that's the thing his the his story that he's going to get on the screen is going to be tommy's version because i know tommy approved the film and they got his approval to make it so right whatever they tell you is going to be based on whatever they heard and whatever he's told them so right. there's no real truth other than the making of the film there's no truth to the tommy story right yeah it, it's just but would you rather be disillusioned thinking you made a great film because people are making films about your film now you know all there's right, right. there's just uh, something about what i'm great but he's probably one of those guys I, who's okay living I, I see i see the perspective you're coming from like living uh, in like our studio like he's look i don't need much i go out people know who i am you know, I get sure, a like in his that. world, it's it's like he's on top of the world. I mean, Franco and all these like A-listers are yeah. are uh, doing a movie about you. I mean, and what he thinks is probably they're making a movie about the making of the greatest movie ever. Right. Um, and so the only people that get biopics are people that'll always be remembered. Yeah, and it's like, how do I get all this attention? My film must be good. From 2003 to now, it's still yeah. What other film? 
we're not talking about Star Wars or anything, but just of all the films that are released today, like what films have that lasting sort of? Yeah. And it does. You're right. No, I see, I see the kind of perspective you're coming from. I guess maybe the question is, would you rather be delusional like Tommy in this side of situation? Or and, just be uh, working and making money? I, I guess I, I'd, I'd still have to take the be working and making money. Because um, eventually, I don't know. I'd actually like to know more about this guy. Like, does it, he's like, look, I just got pigeonholed. I work for the same company. It's sort of like the um, trauma. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the trauma version of family films, but I don't think these are faith-based films because at first I was like, it's got to be faith-based films because yeah. all family animal stuff super seems. Because then I feel like, well, then he's doing it for the greater purpose of God. You know, like that's his motivation. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one about spirituality and a talking hedgehog or sure, whatever. Sure. But. I feel like you probably did the one or two, and I was like, hey, it's doing good. And then you just got pigeonholed into being the talking animal guy. Or, yeah, you do one. Like, did you write the first one? Uh, let's see. His first writing gig. Something. Win by Fall. I don't know. I hope it's a horror. He just came from horror and was like, you know what? I just want to do a talking animal. He's going to be directing it, too, now. Oh, these oh. are, like, very indie. Probably. It's got to be Mary's Buttons was the first one. No, he's actually, some of the first, first stuff he wrote was just kind of weird hmm. dramas and stuff. Uh, small Town Santa. How do you get to Small Town Santa? Small like after <laughs> Town Santa. Let's see. Or was that the producer? Let's see, writing. Oh, no, the first one he wrote was A Dog for Christmas. And then, screw you, I'll, watch, I'll write a family <laughs> film. And then all of a sudden, that's all he's doing. The rest is like, oh. Oh, you, he brings, you know, the agent brings him in. You're the family guy. Yeah. You, you you write family movies. That's yeah. what you do. You're like, I, well, I just did the. Yeah, that's yeah. You're the you're the family guy. This is what you do. So, all right, I got I already got it set up. We got a setup over at whatever studios and uh, shoot you know, Monday. Yeah, they saw, <laughs> exactly. So look, Dean Kane's already here. Come up with the scripts <laughs> over the weekend, and we're good. The first one had Dean Kane, Richard Carn, mm-hmm. and Dustin Diamond. No way. So there you go. Or did he write like Dog for Christmas is a horror film? Look, let's just twist it up a little bit. And all of a sudden he's on set going, I'm making a family film? How did this happen? Right, baby. You all know him from Dog for Christmas. Uh, Dog for Christmas. Dean Kane. Yeah. Dean Kane's got, you know, sag bills. Yeah. (laughs) And once again, not like I have, we have no idea who this Joel guy is. He could be, the, maybe that's it. It's just, look, I make these films for it, my kids. It, yeah, it, maybe that's just what he wants to do. And he found out, oh, I can make money and this is a good business Yeah, model. we make it seem like he's exactly. stuck there. And he's right. like, fuck you, I'm not yeah, stuck. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we make it sound what like. What are you assholes doing? Like, <laughs> being held at gunpoint to go to the set or something. It's like, no, dude, I'm, this is great. Yeah. You know, I have a good life. Making the movies, sure. You know, I mean, I don't know if they're the best or whatever, but you know, if they work, I'm having fun. Look, I'm making Arlo, money. Arlo the burping pig. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking woke over exactly. here. You guys need to be the woke one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, Joey Lawrence was in the uh, Arlo the burping. Oh, pig. right, he was, huh? Whoa, whoa. Um. So yeah, you're right. He's like, what are you nut nut jobs doing? It's like, you know, you know, it's like. Well played, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you cut deep, don't you? Cut deep, Joel. He's doing a podcast. What? I'm getting money burping pigs. Yeah, it's like, how's your burping pig film coming along? Does he come up with the burping pig, or is it like Arlo the pig, and the the executive goes burping, and Arlo and uh, he goes, sure, 
if if that'll get us the foreign rights, yeah. We've already sold the foreign rights. Don't worry. You got I've, Dean Kane. Dean Kane's foreign yeah, rights. Dean Kane. I've already sold it as a Burping Pig movie. No. We're going with Burping Pig. You go. All right. Check. Check's clear. So whatever and it's not slamming one or the other or it's like you're choosing between two shitty things it's are you the delusional guy that made it's not like he made a great film and that was one it's like do you want to be the guy that made the one film and uh i guess the what was that crazy guy um boondock saints Mm -hmm. do you want to be the boondock saint guy that everyone hates but you made one great film that i think is okay but you know I, i give it boondock saints is not the room people really like boondock saints yeah Boondock, dog. I'm thinking of. <laughs> I want to see this, Boondock. This, this guy will make Boondock like, say. Hold on, what? Yeah. <laughs> boondock Saints. I, I think we got it. We'll just change the words around, and legally we're fine. Yeah. Boondock but I, yeah. Like once again, I think the movie's just. I never saw the fascination with it. I was more fascinated with his that documentary they made about him. Oh no, the, that's fascinating. Like that is amazing. But that i get you make the one and you just sort of i don't know i've been just Overnight, trying yeah. you know yeah. and trying to do it again where tommy thinks he's made the best film and he i mean if you look him up he's done a few things here and there but i don't know it's like is it to like to have the one great film or just be the guy that's working because or, i mean i always think of those like sci-fi people like you know it's like yeah i'm doing you know sharknado 10 but I'm making Sharknado but, 10. But you're making Sharknado 10. That's yeah. the thing. Um, and after a while, it's not like Sharknado 10. It doesn't, it's not going to pay you $5 million. Right. But it's not going to pay you 5 bucks. So they're making a living. Like, you know that, okay, we're going to go into production. Yeah. You go on a set. Oh, there's the mechanical shark or there's the what? Yeah. It, well, it looks a little too real. Can you make it a little more campy? Yeah. You know, that's about all the thing. And that was then, like the uh, Sand Shark movie I saw. Did I tell you about Sand Shark? Had uh, Corin Nemec and yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooke Hogan, and the and the shark lived in the sand, not the water. So it was like, <laughs> it was. I think the, even the tagline is like, <laughs> the water safer or something. I don't know. It was. It was just like there was, and they were like sand shark, and I was like, I'm in. So yeah. I watched it. I think, but it's funny though with the sci-fi <clears throat> stuff. I definitely feel when you see whatever it is, it's you know, Dino Bot versus something. They actually have some pretty middle of the road names in it because i think everyone now thinks what if it's sharknado like everyone's trying to get that sharknado buzz so if they're on a sci-fi you'll like see names going wonder why they're doing it ah they're hoping for like it to weirdly hit that trend right and then it's like great now i have a five movie franchise because you know the agent's telling them that oh you know sharknado it may you know the people that brought sharknado yeah okay okay (laughs) now now we're talking (laughs) I'm not yeah. going to do that burping pig movie. That's stupid. Exactly. Sharknado yeah. money. <laughs> right. Yeah, Mr. De Niro. Don't do the the, the burping pig movie, but Sharknado. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he'll probably do something he, like at, that. At some point, you know, he will. Yeah, because didn't he just do something weird like that? I thought De Niro just did. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. The last thing I saw he's doing, he's helping uh, the people of Barbuda. No. Oh. Um, I guess he has property and he wants to build a resort there. So he's helping them rebuild no yeah well, i mean why not i mean that's no absolutely i mean if um, you have the power to do that i mean why not what was i thinking of uh oh right the uh it's i, I don't know why i was just thinking of that i mean i feel bad because it's not i'm not shitting on arlo well i am actually shitting on arlo the burping pig there shouldn't be a movie called that i mean it's it yeah. should just be called arlo the talking pig or maybe he already had too many talking things it's like look it's just uh, it is what it is um because <laughs> you know if you're I almost said something that doesn't exist anymore. I was about to say, if you're in the video store, and you're, <laughs> no, 
But if you're, I guess, tooling around Netflix and there's Arlo the Burping Pig and your kids see it, they're going to watch They're going to be like, oh, Burping Pig, that's, yeah, I want to see that. You look so at the rating right. and you're like, gee, fantastic. Yeah. Put it on. I know my kid yeah. will be okay. The yeah. kid, the pig burps and the kid just laughs and laughs. It's yeah, like the right. funniest sure. thing ever. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know it probably what if the pig farts? We're a family. <laughs> Dean Kane doesn't put up with exactly. farting. Oh, yeah, shit. Dean Kane won't sign on to this one if it farts. Yeah, yeah like he gets a script. <laughs> oh, the farting pig? No. He yeah. changed the title. I'm on yeah. more. Oh. You have the thing where you think Dean Kane's on set going, oh, really? No, but you know, Dean Kane, like he always has a smile. Yeah. He's one of those guys. So it's like, he's like, Perfect. all right, we're good. Like I'm working. It's great. Yeah, I always wondered that about those actors that not even if they never hit. Dean, I guess it hit big, but like yeah. those ones that have just sort of middle of the road that are on movies like that. You know, they have a trailer. It's not like you know you're showing up and it's just some dude with his iPhone. And if it is, maybe it's Soderbergh and you got really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always wondered that because, or have you made, have you talked yourself into something else? Like, are you delusional like Tommy? Like when you're sitting there going, making the Talking Hedgehog film, let's go. Like you're just all gung-ho. I just feel like, you know, I, I mean, once again, I work on shows. We both have worked on things that we were either indifferent to or don't care. Right. But it has nothing to do. It's just for us, it's a job. We're not, we don't represent the film in any way. We we go, we get whatever you need done, we'll get it done. If it's Arlo, if I worked on Arlo the Burping Pig, I wouldn't care. Sure. Like I don't, sure. I'm not going to make it any more than it is. But I'm not the face that they're going to put on the box. And I also probably wasn't in Superman, you know. So I just feel like you get to that thing. If you've always been that guy, look, I've been a trauma actor. My, I know exactly what I'm getting into. I have a great time. Right. But if you're going for the thing where, you know, E Entertainment's visiting you on set every day because they want to talk to you about your new show, to going to Arlo, to no one around, it's like, are you doing press for this? No, we don't do press for these. <laughs> film i think because now everything's uber available so it's not like look i'm gonna do this direct to video thing no one will see it unless they're walking through the video store doesn't exist anymore like you can like because now because you can go what's dean kane doing oh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry dean kane (laughs) or then he becomes that fuck you what are you guys doing oh man (laughs) well played dean kane well played your goddamn podcast oh my god everyone's (laughs) shitting on us right now (laughs) wow yeah I, i mean i think you know, I know he loves his wife, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Loves his life. Like, I think he's happy to work. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the hours on Arlo, the burping pig, or you got kid, you're on kid time, bank, bankers hours or whatever, and you go home and you know bills are paid. Yeah. That's it. You know. You know, you go to places to get recognized. People are nice to you. You're not. It's. You realize that you know you're not. You know the young kid. You're not going to be, um, I mean, all actors yeah. are, you know, but it's like, as you get older, it's like, there's always a new crop. There's always a new guy and they're picking from those people. Those mm-hmm. are the people that they kind of want. And for you to headline a movie, it's not going to be, you know, like the latest studio blockbuster. They're just not going to give that to you. It's going to be Arlo. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what we have. And you're the, you're the star. I mean, yeah. that's how he pitched it to you. You're the star and we'll offer you an overall deal where we'll have, a string of these films directed by this guy and i'm sure that dean and this guy have become friendly yeah so he's he probably, probably called, writes him heavily yeah. into it it's like dude yeah. i gave you some fucking meaty dialogue right he's calling him up and you know dean kane's at home gardening or something so, yeah. all right yeah sure well, well, well sure yeah arlo 
Bur- burping even better sure yeah. yeah the kids will love it my kids will love it or whatever yeah. and that's it you know as an actor as a working actor which two percent of all actors in sag are you know sustaining themselves mm-hmm. uh acting you know it's you gotta be lucky that the only reason why i know i'm sounds funny saying this but the only reason why he's headlining uh, arlo in those movies is because he is dean kane is because he had been in superman is because yeah. he had it's not like joe blow off the street yeah. you know is going to um is going to be able to do this it's because of what he's done for well and to you think about it this joel guy being born in 84 that lois and clark hit big with him true so because dean kane didn't go out of the you know atmosphere with his career this guy's man i'd love to work with dean kane yeah. So it's like that's why you see a lot of these people that had these mid cranes because they're people like us that start getting jobs going, I want to work with Polly Shore. Yeah. You know, it's like, why is Polly in it? Big fan. You know, you end up just getting people yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're a fan. And too, I imagine too that you get to that point of, I don't know why we're shitting on Dean Kane, but like Dean Kane's the script's coming in, he's doing it, doing it, gets a couple bad ones, he gets cold. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm sure the first one, which was uh, A Dog for Christmas, like, great family film, it'll play on Lifetime. I'll get something, you know, yeah. and, you know, like, I'm sure out of the gate, if it was like the agent's like, look, we have Arlo, the burping pig, dude, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Is there, <laughs> is there a, but if it's yeah. home for Christmas or a dog for Christmas, you're like family film with kids and a dog this is great. I'm going to work eight hours a day. Yeah, no, totally. Um, You know, Dean was on apartment 23 and he's playing himself, you know, uh, alongside James Vanderbeek, who's playing himself. And it was like he was great obviously in it but it's like i was like well, i wonder what dean kane because i thought that about james vanderbeek how he had he started in his own show mm-hmm. and now he's a major part of that show you know as a part of the main cast obviously but he it's not like his show yeah um and then dean kane came from i know it wasn't like yesterday but he came from the superman yeah and now he's playing himself sort of spoofing himself in this show i'm like how does he feel about it and like he's just like happy the nicest guy loves it loves the the work loves everything and i think that's it seems to me you could tell when someone's dick or an asshole or like sometimes even that Mm -hmm. you know it'll come out you know especially if people are in the set going hey dean can i take a photo with you yeah you know he's like "Eh, not today or i don't feel like it or maybe not even talk to you yeah but no you know he's like yeah sure come on get in like he's taking pictures he's doing all that like you could tell he's just a really nice guy so he well, probably approaches it and he's probably like eating it up because he's on the set yeah and all this does is get him positive things so someone's gonna post the photo someone's gonna talk about it. it's like you're almost re-career building again you're kind of doing the hustle you did in the beginning but it's different now because it's social yeah. Like in the beginning, it's like, oh, I'll meet with anyone. And then, you know, you get Superman and then maybe you become a dick a little bit. Although I've always heard he's a really nice guy. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not like he got to a dick and then just sort of had to eat crow right. and, you know, be in those films. Yeah. So I just think he's happy. You know, he's mm-hmm. happy to have at this point in his life. I got a family. I got uh, a career that is making money and putting food on the table, yeah. you know, for 98 percent of the other actors in SAG. It's not happening with acting yeah so i'm very fortunate to to be where i am and, and he probably does it because i mean you got to fulfill like your sag requirements for the insurance and yeah. stuff so it's like look the burping kid yeah not only put food on in the you know on the table it's just got our insurance i yeah. have kids you know and it's star- starring dean K- like it's starring and like i'm starring in the movie so yeah. it's 
you know, it's it's where my career, like, I'm not going to be starring in the next yeah. Avengers or whatever. It's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, because it's probably 100K. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I'm sure they have it where the, he's in and out. Oh, yeah. I bet, you know, it's probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's true. It's yeah. probably a four-week shoot because, you know, it's probably shot almost like a one-hour drama. And they probably, we have you for five days. Great. He's in every scene, but he's there five days. Or, I mean, obviously, there's the pig and the yeah, girl yeah, scene yeah. or something. But, I mean, it's not. I think what it is is I look at it on the overall not a bad gig. Like the Joel thing. It's pretty good. But you're just working. Yeah. I guess what it is is I picked that. That's true. Because, because, it's kind because of, Tommy has a little more profile. A lot more profile. And, you know, you sort of getting recognized. With this Joel guy, he's just he's doing it. Basically doing a job. He most likely loves. But, like. He's just working and doing a job. There's no, like, you bringing this out, this may be the most press Joel's gotten, you know, from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tommy's got Franco making a movie yeah. about him. So, I, yeah. I, and I, I guess, too, and I it's it. not so much like the, these films. It was just the whole Joel thing came up was Tara Reid tweeted that, hey, don't forget my new film. And then I sort of made a joke. It's like, really, that's the film you're, you're tweeting about? Yeah. I, I didn't tweet that because I try not to be mean on Twitter, but I guess <laughs> I just talk shit on the podcast. But... <laughs> Um, and then I looked him up and saw that. But I also look at that where if it was a genre you like, say we go back to sci-fi, say you like directing, you know, mega octopus movies mm-hmm. at sci-fi and that's all you do. And it's like, look, it's what I like doing. And I have 20 of them, but I work, you know, every three months I'm on a new feature and I get to work with kind of crazy actors that I liked growing up. So yeah. like to me, it's like I'd rather had. Back, I mean, if we're picking, yeah, the one big movie. I mean, if that movie was Star Wars and that was the only thing I ever did, yeah, I'd rather take that because you can just milk that the rest of your life, um, George Lucas. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I think it is that thing of just working like us. We just work. I go show to show. Yeah. I don't mind the work. But like, if it was like, I could handle being the sci-fi guy. I can handle like, hey, you're making, you know, Mega Octopus 2. I don't remember one, but... Sure. sure yeah you know why, why not sure because it's like i like these genres or if it was like faith-based or family films if it was just like look i make these lifetime movies that i have no idea if anyone sees them but i'm 20 deep i make five a year it's like oh yeah they just talk everyone has cancer in my films but i like you know i like the feel-good aspect of my films yeah. you know so i think once again joel obviously he's done it this long Likes doing what he's doing. And it might be hard. It's like, look, guys, I'm really working on my uh, Hateful Eight script. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, kid, talking hedgehog. I got bills. And... <laughs> all right, great. And, you know, does he have side projects and stuff? He goes, no, I was almost to the end. Okay. Guess look, we'll hedgehog. promise. We'll, we'll let you do your thing. Does it have a talking animal in it? No, it doesn't have any talking <laughs> so, animals in it. We'll put some animals in it. I gotta go put some cowboys in Back to the Future Three. three. <laughs> it's happening. It's in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. That's um. I don't know. I think what it is. It's just being working is working, and it is crazy that statistic about Sagville. Yeah. That only two. And we we're talking too. Like, there's a network called Complex. Some show got yeah. picked up. How are there that many net? How is it not up to five percent? You know, like I feel like the SAG thing. It's like. With everything that's out there now, like I turn on Netflix, there's 400 new things that are streaming. Yeah. Hulu, the fuck are all these? You flip around your. Oh, it's crazy. You you flip around, you know, just even like with Direct TV, it's like, what's this channel? Esquire has a channel? Sure. Logo? 
Why not? Yeah. And you're just going through and names you've never heard before. And there's, yeah, a lot of it's reality based. So it's like, that doesn't really mm-hmm. count. But there'll be a show and you're like, had no idea this existed. So why isn't it like at 10%? Like if it was at 10% is terrible, but feels correct. Well, yeah, it's like five times better than it was. But um, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, with deals and quite frankly, I think the writer's strike of like 2007, mm-hmm. whenever that was. Um, I think that that put the power back into the studios. Okay. And so, um, as far as act, like I know, I have friends who are actors who work mm-hmm. and they um, they get shows, but mm-hmm. like guest star on this show. And yeah. It's, as you know, uh, as a producer, it's it's not a bad weekly rate. Yeah. But that's a weekly rate. Now, from there, they could get and the next thing, and they could book something else, and like five months seven yeah. months and it's like that's just not enough well yeah because i sustain i literally pulled up some random guy from oh god one of those uh baby bulldog yeah another one of joel's films look out for it, people everyone uh, <laughs> i picked up he was um attorney in it so it's like all right so he has a speaking role so he's not okay some random dude and his name is something he needs to change nick velocipo Apollos, V V L A A S S O P O U L O S. He just oh. needs to go by Nick Floss. <laughs> He's one of those ones, like you said. So in 2016, he worked on two things, and he was Danny in one, and the other one, parking attendant. Then in 2015, three things. So. It, that's your thing. It's like it looks like he's always working, but he's in. You know, he was in a Sam Raimi film, but he was Young Couple at Diner. So he wasn't even like yeah. dude at Diner. He was. I'm getting wow. lumped in with this Part person. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I get that thing where it's like everyone's working. Yeah, not enough. Where it's like, look, I had I booked three things. Yeah, thirty five hundred dollars yeah. for that week. Yeah, and you didn't book something again until, you know next year yeah it's so like, i, I yeah. see where that number comes from where everyone's working but unless you're that person's like look i'm always bar patron one but right right exactly I do it a lot you know but you know he's yeah like so the most he's worked was 2015 with three things so i get it you know and you know he did like drag me to hell which is sam raimi detroit 187 a tv series but that's one that was probably one day of work yeah maybe two so it's it's again it's like you know it's like that whole thing where um, actors, say, from a podunk town or whatever, and they get on TV, and you go back home, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, wow, you're on TV. I see you on TV. You must be rich, you know? Yeah. Because if I see you on TV once, not that I watch a bunch of TV, I don't know, guy, but I see you on TV, so you must be on TV all the time. Yeah. You must be getting all the money. And it's like, well, no, I was just uh, on that one episode that I told you to watch, but otherwise, I'm just struggling. I'm waiting tables or doing whatever yeah. you whenever he needs to do to make uh pay the bills but to actually sustain yourself working that's why a lot of actors are just you know this pilot season is crazy when they're just trying to get something that they're just hoping for that pickup to where now they can they start planning their lives they can start actually thinking about like a house or something otherwise it's just like you know uh you get this one thing and you're really happy to get it but between booking that and booking your next gig could be months could be years you know yeah and and all you hope for is that the show gets picked up and say it even gets canceled after five you have yeah like it's like look i have a reel now i can maybe get something else out of this because at least i was on tv right five episodes or something yeah yeah. so exactly yeah it's um i don't uh 
it's nothing i it is yeah because it's kind of crazy like we make more money than most of these actors just because we're yeah, consistent yeah, yeah yeah you know and it's like uh yeah it's tough it's i i don't it's a tough thing but if you like doing it and you can sustain yourself then that's probably why there's so many people it's like whatever sharknado movie you got i'll be in it like even if you're just like not like tara reed you're just like middle of the road look i'll be in everyone just yeah. put me as i'll be officer in every one of your films <laughs> yeah totally it's just like you know you see you know you, you walk by the casting um sessions and stuff and you see all the actors outside with their mm-hmm. you know either headshots or whatever and they're all waiting and it's just i don't know man it's it always seems like such a desperate sort of situation yeah. like you can walk down the um the hall uh, and have the actress be sitting down and they all look up at you like oh is he somebody important who's he who's he who's that who's that who's that who's that and you're like dude i'm post guy i'm just walking to my my office you know yeah casting's right next yeah. to where i am right now right. and that happens i walk by there oh hi yeah i can't yeah. do anything, <laughs> can't do anything right. good luck all you know. five of you identical people look lovely. Right, ex- exactly. But I, everybody looks identical. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, they're going to have to choose one of you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why it would be I'd rather do like what we're doing or even be the guy that's like, I'm the trauma guy. We're like directing or even oh, yeah, writing. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Because then you just realize you become an actor. Oh, there's 20 guys that look like me. I'm not as unique as I thought. Right, exactly. <laughs> that'll that'll burst anyone's bubble. It's like, no, I'm special. All right, casting call. You get there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's five guys that look just literally just like just no seriously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dressed, look, everything just like you. And uh, I think for the guys who come out, you know, the big fish in little pond, they come out and they go, all right, I'm gonna kill it. You know, um, they come out and they go to that first audition session, and then you see women, men. You see like at least. Fifty percent of the people to your left and right are like, you're like, damn, I, I need to up my game because this is there. I mean, it takes a lot to go to an audition, yeah. like as far as prepping and especially women and getting their hair done and doing all this stuff, just to make yourself yeah. as presentable as possible. Um, and you get to see, like, wow, you know, they're like fifty million marble men, you yeah. know, in Hollywood, and and then the people that show up, him. sort of in the a wardrobe. You're like, oh, I didn't know I should have dressed up like a cop. Yeah. Like those people that come sort of prepared where they're like, they'll see me as a cop if I'm dressed like a cop. Yeah. And you're like, oh, seems gimmicky, but I get it. Like, I mean, if this guy came in and his read was good and he's in a bluish uniform, it's like, I could see him as a cop. Yeah. Book that guy. Why not? You know? I mean, most auditions you're not going to get. Right. You know, Um, especially if you're just coming out of the gate. Like you said, if you have a reel or something, it's different. Yeah. You know, um, that is sort of like if they're deciding on actors, if they're deciding on one or the other, and it's pretty neck and neck, but one of them has a better reel, all they need is they need a deciding factor. So that probably will get there. What I tell actors is that if they really want to, and of course I'm not telling like name actors, yeah. but um, up and coming actors, I tell them that they really want to work. You know, they really have to start as much as they can build relationships with producers. And that um, when you go to an audition, notice that. I mean, this is for anybody. But when you go to an audition, know that that's the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, oh, you didn't get this role. Because with an acting, it is always about what's best for the show, what's best for the play, what's best for the whatever. So um, 
you your hair could be different your hairline could it could be something very superficial uh has nothing to do with your acting but just has something to do with maybe the other guy looked a certain way which is nothing you can do uh you can't do anything about that but you can still make an impression on them still form a relationship with them and so the next thing that they get especially on a tv show with all these different episodes they'll go you know what i want to write something for that person or i want to bring in that person yeah um and so it's but it's always happened with like relationships all the casting sessions that i've seen where they brought actors in and the actor has had a relationship with these people mm-hmm. uh, i noticed that the eps have brought in the actors that they have a good relationship yeah. with and told the casting director i want that person in here and so it's absolutely gonna happen that they'll, they'll get them into something but if you just walk into an audition and it's you know, all right, just read my part and just leave and don't really form a relationship with them. It's it's just not not going to happen. And I think that a lot of the stars that you see on TV today have done that, and that's yeah. why they're there. Or they keep their reel on 35 in their trunk. Yeah, it's like Zemeckis, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, you guys want to see my reel? They just like, plop it down. <laughs> yeah, get the 35 projector out. It's like, dude, But it no. seems sort of ballsy, though. Imagine actually yeah. coming in, here's my reel on uh, 35. <laughs> and you're like... You're I like, think we have to hire them. And there's nothing in there. It's just a rock. But they just seemed impressive. Yeah. I imagine the agents, like, you know, eating his ramen. Like, I don't know why ramen. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 oh. oh. Okay. Um, I guess we'll book a theater. I don't know. Or we just hire them. I mean, they yeah. brought a wheel in. <laughs> it looks like something. Yes, yeah, Zemeckis. It's like, what is he doing now? Um, yeah, idiot. He's yeah. not doing anything. Zemeckis. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. He's like, screw you. You guys are on a podcast. Why is everyone hating on me? I mean, Back to the Future. Shut up. I don't have to make anything else. Oh, Zemeckis. He's just, no matter what he does, he continues to be like one of my favorite films. Back to the Future, he'll always be. But like, he's had some, you know, some misfires. But now he's just like, I'm trying it. Yeah. Like, he's like, why did you do this? Well, you know, CG. Just kind of want to do some digital characters to do this movie. Yeah, he jumped in a little too early yeah, on that. He that, did. Uh, thing. Well, speaking of that, uh, actually, it'll be the last topic, is my friend's a huge Dragon Slayer fan. Or he's a big Don Bluth fan. Loves Dragon Slayer. Actually still has the, the machine. Wow. And even playing it for free, I'm still terrible at it. I never <laughs> was good. It, I wasn't either. It, it seems so. I got him watching a cartoon. You're supposed to move. Oh, I can't do two things at once. I'm not smart. Um... <laughs> So Don Bluth is trying to get an animated series or movie of Dragon Slayer. Really? And it's like, that's awesome. That would be awesome. He's I would think. he's done Kickstarter and Indigo twice, hasn't raised the money. And it's like, it's Don Bluth. Really? And and I told my friend, I go, uh, we were talking the other day about it because he sent me an update because they had some, he's still working on like production, still trying to like get a like a, an overall package because apparently you can't just walk in the studios and go, I'm Don Bluth because everyone's 22 and they're like, what's a Don Bluth? Wow. Um, but I was like, it's crazy with this 80s resurgence we have currently and yeah. over the last couple of years. You have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Amazon. Why isn't someone like our age just Th- went? That's what I'm thinking. As soon as like, you said that, I'm like, yeah, yes. It's like, oh, hey, we want to do uh, a weekly animated series, especially because like, you know, there's that Troll Hunters that Guillermo del Toro's doing, mm-hmm. uh, that Castlevania did really well. So there's yeah. things that are animated that are doing well. Like, how is this? And he's like, and my friend's like, well, I think he's still in movie jail. He's kind of box office thing. And then I looked up the last films and I was like, he was making films the way he was making films in the 80s. But like, you know, Secret and M. 
mm-hmm. never really adapted. That was kind of his biggest issue was that you saw some of the last ones like Thumbelina and right. something else. Like they were just of the wrong time. And he was still kept casting Dom DeLuise. It's like, dude, you need to get outside your comfort zone and get someone else. Um, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rest in peace. So I, I was just a really fascinated. It was like, how is this not gotten off the ground? Because it's like, I don't, it's not like one of those things. Well, he's a big dick. He's not a dick, you know? Don Bluth's a nice guy, and wow. he has, like, when you see all the stuff that they've been working on, you're like, yeah, why isn't this already is, is done? Is it 2D? Uh, yes. Okay. Which, hand-drawn, I mean, I don't know if they'll go that route, but he's trying to, like, I don't know if he's trying to... Still, but, I, mean, I don't understand... Like, even if he came in and presented, it's like, here's everything, here are all my ideas for Dragon's Lair, the animated series, or the movie. Cool. Done. Because it's all about name recognition. Jesus Christ, everything has been picked up. It's like, hey, we're doing flatliners. Why? Name recognition. Yeah. Okay. To, to people who, the target audience, do you want to watch it, who don't know what flatliners is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they're so willing to pick up anything with a name and reboot it and remake it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's Dragon. You're not even really rebooting it. It's just sort of bringing it outside right. the, the game. And it's like, that game was really popular. I don't understand. That's that seems like a no-brainer, <clears throat> like a home run. I yeah, mean, I'd like to see the concept. Uh, yeah, I'll send you everything. Yeah. But it, it was not one of those things where he's like, "I need a hundred million dollars and I can make this for you." It's like, no, he's up there, Don Bluth. But I just feel like someone would be, especially like the day of like Stranger Things and you know this uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, and all these things coming out. It's like, how is how is this not being made right now? You know, that's crazy. Yeah, I. Wow, when you said that, I'm like, if I had known about it, maybe I would have uh, been compelled to donate. Yeah. And I think there's tons of other people like me, like you, that would donate something. I don't see how. I mean, I don't know how much he was asking for, but I mean, it's incredible. Like, it was an incredibly popular thing. It was like you said, like I was watching a cartoon. It was that first game where you're like, wow, this this is, is like a game? A, this is like a cart yeah so i was like how how is this even happening like everything like else you got was... more intrigued watching people yeah. play because you could watch like if someone was good it's like oh this guy's good good i can watch this story yeah like you you're watching this animated movie in front of you as a game which is how games are now like what dragon slayer was then is how everything is now it's all story-based you're making to say granted that was a uh, rudimentary it's like left right up and down but yeah and sword but now it's like that's every game it's this immersive story that you're sure. playing this cartoon and he did it in the 80s with a laser disc you know i mean you can't even i don't know how it was going to be if it was going to be straight up dragon's lair in this in the series or the movie that he's proposing but like you could even do like a stranger things type of 80s show where you know, you have the kids, you have kids in an arcade or something and they're playing it. And then like, we kind of go into it and it still has that sort of yeah, um, nostalgic thing to it. But like, there's also the game, you kind of up- have to update the game maybe a little bit for today's time. But um, still, it could still be like, at its core, it could still yeah. be that, that game. I mean, it's different types of angles you could take with it but the game itself is like so iconic i would think that right someone would be like yeah i don't know how it's gonna do but yeah let's let's throw some money into it i just feel like it's one of those things that don bluth could have already like i'm not doing anything and i'm surprised someone at the studio is going why are we doing something with dragon's lair like i feel like that would be something hey don bluth can we do something sure whatever yeah but he's actively pursuing it i think that's what's so fascinating it's not like it's not like joel schumacher or whoever 
I don't think he wrote Flatliners. Whoever wrote Flatliners is like, I really want to reboot Flatliners. That dude just got a call. Hey, we're using Flatliners. Okay. Yeah. I get a check. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that that's how that happened. It's like just trying to find out. I guess the crea- creator, um, air quotes, creator just. I was like, hey, I like Flatliners. Let's make that into a show. Or maybe a studio. For, Let's make Flatliners into a show. It's like, uh, okay. Because then now, that you're right. That's what they're doing. They're just rebooting everything. They're going back into the catalog of movies. And they're going, hmm, next next one. Lost Boys. Is Corey available? Yeah, that's a real question. Is Corey available? <laughs> oh. He's here. We, we don't. We don't want him yet. We don't. Want <laughs> <laughs> he just heard Lost Boy. Right. He just appeared. You know, His as angels I s- flew him in. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as I say it, I'm sure. I think he's here right now. He's gonna be talking about him. <laughs> and I'd, I'd watch it. You know, I'd watch Lost Boys. I mean, granted, it could go south pretty pretty quickly, yeah. but I'd watch Lost Boys, the TV show. But um, because with like Dragon's Lair, there are people that are gonna remember playing it. There are gonna be people who remember seeing it. But no one really re- – it's not like it's played out. It was such a one thing, yeah. you know. So it's – you are expanding on this idea, and then people go, I was so terrible at the game, but I always liked the story or I liked the look of it. And, I mean, you can even do like what you are saying, the way you were pitching it. It's like do a Tron thing. Someone finds old Dragon yeah. Slayer, gets sucked in the machine, and you play out the whole – you end up being the main guy. And you're like, oh, my God. Like you find someone – like this Last Starfighter is the best example. It's like yeah. I'm so good at this game, and it's like someone goes in to play last – it's like fires it up. I was the king of Dragon's Lair. Gets sucked in the game and he has to fight the person. And he's like, there you go. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's your modern take on it. Or just straight up cartoon. Give us the whole story in a laid out 13 episode thing. Or an hour and a half movie. Like, I don't under... Like, it's not one of those things where it's something we liked as a kid. It's like, oh, how come they haven't done that? Because it was terrible. Because I revisited it. It was terrible. Yeah. You know, it was... Now it's like, this just makes no sense. Like, how is Dragon's Lair? Like, when I first heard it, I think it was on... Maybe it was Kickstarter first, then it went to Indiegogo or something. And my friend is like, oh, I contributed because I'll get updates and stuff. And I was like, oh, this thing's going to be. It was sort of like that Orson Welles movie, that last Orson Welles movie that went up on Indiegogo. And it's like, hell, help us fund, put together the last Orson Welles. And I was like, well, that'll be funded in an hour. It didn't get funded. Wow. And I was like, this is Orson Welles. How is this? But Netflix ended up, picked it up, so. So he's he's is he pitching it to Netflix or anything? You think? Oh, I don't know. I think he's still trying to make it. I think he's just like, guys, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I have stuff, you know, and it's, it, I'd get it if it was like, oh, he wants to be on set every day. He wants, the, you know, and he's just known asshole or something. But yeah, I think someone would just take it. Why not just give Don Bluth a check? Here, how has no one licensed it yet? I don't know. It like, it's not like like some of um, uh, Orson Welles' last movie that got ended up tied up in you know legal battles through other companies and stuff this is someone owns dragon's lair and it must be don bluth yeah but i don't know it seems fascinating to me wow yeah i i'm sure he'll get something but you know uh, sometimes some of those guys who are <laughs> legends you know they you hear these stories of how they just trying to get something going and yeah. it can't can't happen i know um i think we were talking one time and i told you about how martin scorsese had like just come out to success with one of his movies and mm-hmm. he said oh well i'm sure you can go to studio and get anything made he's like no he's like if unless it's a teen comedy or a superhero thing it's like i it's hard it's hard for them to say yes to me they're like but you're martin because he's like yeah and it doesn't matter like it's it's all about the bottom line and if i'm not making them money they don't want to hear me you and know. you're saying they're going if martin can't get a movie made i'm going back to Star yeah. Wars because <laughs> right. i'm 
Unless you're like, oh, they like teen films? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much you're like, well, teen I just teen, happened teen to film. make a teen film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I, I would say I have a mentor too who um, directed uh, Grease and um, sort of almost right out of film school. And so he's, you know, he's got like some profile. And um, I was talking to him about that, you know, when I was a student. I was like, so, you know, you could probably do anything you want. And he was, at that time, he was trying to get money for a movie at that point. And uh, this was before, like, Kickstarter and all mm-hmm. that. So he was, like, calling people, trying to, like, get favors and stuff. And say, oh, so you'll, you'll probably have that funded in no time with your profile. He's like, he's like uh-uh. He's like, you got to understand, no. I, it's, it's hard to get, you know, funding for anything. I don't know if I'll ever get it. You know, he's like, yeah, I, I got friends in, you know, high places and stuff like that. And I'm... I have a reputation as a director, so, you know, that's good, and I've got some of it, but, like, now I can't really, uh, I can't really raise the money, you know, and it's wow. like, and it, he wasn't asking for a lot either, it was like a small, small film, and it was like, he's like, I can't do it, it may be like two million bucks or something, yeah. you know, and it's like, he's like, I can't get it, and he's like, somebody ought to throw you some money. <laughs> you get, here's the guy at the, with his checkbook open, it's like, what do we got? Got Don Bluth, Greg's there. Wow, I, I was a big fan. The guy that made Grease. Holy shit. Got the burping pig. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Burping <laughs> pig. It's like, exactly. Wait, you had money for the burping pig yeah. movie, but Don Bluth, who has everything set and a name recognition, burping pig. It's got Dean Cain. I love Dean Cain. Who didn't love Lois and Clark? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lois and Clark? Done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's crazy that. But that was also of a time when that was that was a thing, though. That was when money was divided. Like, yeah, just because you did Grease, we don't like your new film. Yeah. Like, now I just feel like with the outlets, how is someone... And now I'm, I'm more baffled by it. Then I kind of get it. Where right. it's like, look, we only make 20 films a year. Mm, yours isn't hitting yeah. the number we want to hit. That's true. But how? Like, how would that... Like, you come in, oh, I have this. What has he done? Oh, wow. He's got lineage. We'll take it. Then I get it a little bit. Now makes no sense. Now it's like we have the, like you said, we have the complex network. It's yeah. like okay, yeah. It's like who's like I don't even know about it, let, let alone watching it. Yeah. Like even the stuff that I know about, even the networks that I know about, I'm behind on so many shows. Yeah. Like I don't have time to for a new show. Yeah. Apparently people do because you know sec they get second and third seasons. Yeah. You're like okay, is it uh. Pax, I don't even know if that was going to be a network. Um, I think Pax is a network. Pax, it was Pax. Wasn't Byron trying to buy Pax? I think he probably did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he put, pulled out some out of his wallet and bought it. Um, hey, you accidentally bought Pax. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought it was tax. Oh, I thought I was paying tax yeah. on something. Tax. Okay. Oh, so I own a network. All right. Yeah. Uh, Hot Bench Two. Yeah. Go. Bench Judge Show. Judge Show. Judge Show. Judge Show. Judge Show. Okay. Go. And forty-seven meters down. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> 48 meters down and 49 meters down. <laughs> and we have a, a universe. Exactly. <laughs> Cinematic universe of yeah. shark movies. And Robert, you would be directing 53 meters down. Done. I'll take it. <laughs> but actually, I think uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, John and I got to go put Cowboys and Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, they're going to be in the movie. I think you follow us at uh, Twitter. It's because John Rob. Instagram, it's because John Robert. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. 